friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, thanks to Lake Stage Capitalism, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and gentrifucker. 100% Alex Dandino. I live in Los Angeles. That was an incredible new word that this movie taught me that I did not know was a thing. (laughs) Um... Anywho, we'll get to it. We are finally at the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, just a bu- It reminds me of Kings Island's famous roller coaster, The Beast. It's beloved, but it will hurt you. It will hurt you a lot because it's an ancient wooden roller coaster. It will, it will pummel you. That's what the Texas Chainsaw ride has been. Welcome back to the October Mega Marathon. You know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. We've begun our month covering the entirety of the Texas Chainsaw franchise. We have found ourselves at the dead end of the road, in the middle of nowhere, Texas, in Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, we're doing Old Man Leatherface again in a, a crispy new setting. So before we finish off today's episode and do our official series rankings and our Leatherface rankings, <laughs> a little business. Guys, we're fast approaching the first episodes that you need Patreon for to get that's patreon.com slash pod. If you guys would be so kind, we work really hard this month. If you find it in your little black hearts to support the show, go on over to patreon.com slash pod. Not only will you be supporting the show, but you'll get the extra three episodes that you want. We got a banger of a class that was nominated for our patrons to vote on to be the Patreon-exclusive episodes and a full-length feature commentary and a Tales from the Crypt miniseries. And you could even have us record a double feature for you. We got a lot of fun stuff over there for you to make it worth your support. So if you'd be so kind, patreon.com slash pod. You know you want those other three. So go on over there and do that. You can subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. We're on all the socials you're on. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Uh, along with sharing on the socials, the retweets, the shares, the stories, all that kind of Shite, if you guys uh, want to reach out, I think I just did the email, but I'll do it again. Filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Uh, leave, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Sorry, I'm just thinking about scenes from this movie, and it's like, my brain's malfunctioning. Oh, yeah. uh, is it, is it, make sure is you it do it all that. Five-star ratings and reviews, or else you're canceled, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, if you'd be so kind. This month specifically, uh, invite your friends, man. Send an episode to your friend, who uh, movie-loving friend, horror movie-loving friend. We've got over 500 episodes to choose from, so something they like should be in there. Send them an episode directly, man. Chat with them about the show. Let them know that we're out here and we doing it. And Alex and I will take it from there. All right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the end of the road. The end of the dusty, blood-soaked... Guts cake covered road, Alex. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Um, yep. you had not seen this movie before, right? Yeah, somehow I'd missed this one. Uh, you know. Right? Yeah, so you missed the this movie was fun because it kind of came out pandemic. Uh, this was twenty twenty two, right? No, yeah. Netflix. Oh, twenty twenty one. No, it might have been right after the pandemic. But yeah, this was twenty twenty two. But straight to Netflix. This was kind of a weird one because, like, as they were announcing a lot of Halloween stuff, this one just kind of got lost. And then one day it's just like, hey, it's on Netflix. And um, the 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 division within the horror community was fast and immediate. Uh, <laughs> I'll, let's start here. 
It's the first actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre we've ever seen in the franchise. It's the first movie that has a legitimate Chainsaw Massacre scene, which I think we'd all agree was pretty fucking righteous. That was a great scene. Yeah. Long um, the, the, the carnage and the violence is great. I think the movie makes some really strong um, artistic choices. Right? I like the I like the presentation of this movie a lot. Yeah. Right? I thought the Leatherface was looked awesome. Hmm. Um yeah. okay. I liked old lady face. I like that. Okay. Um, okay. He uses his chainsaw like Captain America, which is not my favorite. Like he bounces it off shit and slides it on the ground a lot. Neither here. We'll talk about everything more in depth. This this movie makes just a fucking bizarre choice up front. And it's kind of the entire backbone of this film. Is that what they're essentially doing is pitting stereotypical woke children against small town Texans, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't uh I don't know if script wise this ever works like they want. Let's get to it right off the bat, man. There, there's a choice in here that everyone fucking hated. Everyone. And it's the addition of maybe we should parallel the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the movie they're trying to make as fun as possible, it seems, to a fucking school shooting. Yeah, not great. Uh, and no. then not only that she had survived a school shooting, or they had survived a school shooting. Uh, sorry if I got that wrong. But that they decided that they must cut back to it multiple times. I think if you have the guts to say, I want to do a school shooting background. If you're going to fucking show her or show them and the classmates laying on the floor. You better be damn fucking proper in making sure that you're not being flippant about that. Yeah. And I don't. Maybe it's because I have kids now and like. It's just a weird world when you're a parent now that like they make our kids do like active shooter drills. And my kids are in like mm-hmm. third grade and kindergarten and we they'll send us a note like, hey, we're doing drills. active shooting drills. And it's like, what a mm-hmm. fucking time to be alive that that's just like what we've let it come to that people just are buying bulletproof do. backpacks on Amazon. Neither here nor there. I think if you're making the comical Captain America old lady face and then you're like, but I want to constantly harken back to a school shooting for some treat cheap depth. I thought this was a fucking strange choice. Yeah, I, I um I did not agree with it. I'll be honest with you. Um yeah. yeah. Look, I think this is an important thing to say up front. Finally, in my opinion, we're getting to the real true villain of the horror genre. And this is something I really like about this Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is we're finally understanding what the true villain of the world is, which is misfiled paperwork. And that, I think... Misfiled... All right, really, there we go. <laughs> I that knew is that what's was wonderful about fancy. this film. <laughs> and that's A little too me, close to home for you, yeah. <laughs> that, to me, is the real... Uh, that's the real... Tr- I'm sorry, I can't do this bit. <laughs> this is so... I'm sorry. It was like... Uh, the movie... Look, the aesthetic choices are really cool like i do like the i even like the sunflower shot that everyone yeah, made like fun the, of there's a lot cool. of great filmmaking choices there are story choices and just overall plot devices that i think are just the dumbest 
stuff in a series that doesn't really acquire a lot. We talked about this yesterday. And we've talked about this every single time we've watched a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which is like, you don't need a lot to make it a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And it's like just this, it's so effortful to make it work for people in this, for people are, for people of a different age, I guess. I don't know. It's very strange to me. Yeah, it's it's as if because this this is a this is a which board are you throwing your dart at problem? I think it's as if they made this movie that was dropping directly to Netflix, streaming on Netflix, right? Is it's if they had only made it for like boomers in Texas? Yeah, right. Yeah. And you're like, that's not the lifeblood of the horror genre, right? Horror is. Horror survives on young people, and then they are turned into young fanatics of horror, and they grow with it, right? Right. In this one, you're essentially saying just because you are young, right, and you believe in a world where maybe people could be a little nicer to each other, you have to die. The girl makes the joke that every single one of us make. I am a, a, a straight white guy who's damn near 40 in rural Indiana, right? They think they're making this movie for me, it seems like. I make the exact same joke about guys that drive around in monster trucks that spew fucking gas everywhere. Yeah. And decide they need to carry guns on their holsters at all time. We all make the small dick joke, right? When I see yeah. a guy in a huge truck who's like, hey, let me stop all the traffic so I have to reverse into my parking spot. You have small dick energy. We all make that. That doesn't make me, one, comically woke... Or two, someone who needs to get fucking chainsaw massacred. That's just a yeah. common thing. And because these kids are like, you know what? The world's been pretty mean to us. Uh, our friend was in a school shooting. Maybe we should just buy our own town and start a utopia. And the guy's like, yep, that's a cult. I was like, there, there's just such fucking baffling choices. It's just. Because it's like, why are you telling? It's, it's like this movie's like. Because when they used to kill young people, you know who we killed? The people that bullied us. The fucking insanely buff, the insanely hot, the people who wouldn't let us party with them, the people that gave us wedgies. Th those are the young cliches you killed. Now you're just trying to kill these optimistic kids because maybe they're like a little naive. Like they think the world is going to care that they're yeah. super. But that that's what young people are. Like I, I didn't understand the attack on these young people. I, I don't really, I don't know. Like none of it really made sense. Like to, to, so, right. Well, let let's just start here. How about this choice? Let's get your opinion on this. How about at the end when they specifically said, "You know, the only way to solve school shootings, more guns." More guns. And I was like, yeah. "What a fucking baff!" Like the character just they have this gnarly smile on their face as if they're shooting back through time at the school shooter. And I was like, "What a fucking." Just wild just, ass decision. There's this, the undercurrent. Look, I'm not saying that. Uh, there's a guy who wrote this, uh, also wrote Cobweb, which I think is awesome. Cobweb's like, a great movie. So, like, to me, the Cobweb choices, is way better. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear it later this month. But to me, the choice is so strange for this undercurrent of school shooting to end with that. That one, I was like, no, that's just like the whole thing like falls apart for me. Like, 
before like yeah sally saying don't run he'll haunt you forever and we're like they're talking about the school shooter they're talking yeah like I'm they're like, telling her that had she had a fucking glock in her backpack this would have gone and it's like what are you trying to get at here? Like you have a character who has an yeah, aversion to guns, yeah. but somehow is able to pick one up and like, yeah, I don't like watching my Texas chainsaw massacre. And I'm like, this is the first time Ben Shapiro and his wife got it wet was watching this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, wop gross. Oh, Texas chainsaw. Oh, Ooh, oh, oh. oh that's right. Kill those millennials. Oh yeah. <laughs> the first time they both felt a little moisture in their undergarments. No, like, as soon as it's over, prayer. Yeah. It was definitely the first time ben, the first time Ben Shapiro felt anything moist in his underwear was finally when the girl found that deed to the house. She was, oh my god, this millennial lied about eviction. He was like, yeah. <laughs> the Ben oh, Shapiro god. tiny whitey massacre is what happened. <laughs> the moisture massacre in the Shapiro house. Oh god, was I love wild. taking a shot. I just love taking shots at rich guys who don't give a shit about what I have to say about them. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, there's just... Actually, they're the exact kind of people that would pick us up and just like, we have to crush this tiny podcast that made fun of our panties. By all means, I'm taking taking shots at your panties. Bring it, you little fuck. (laughs) Bring it, you little fuck. We'll debate Leatherface and American late-stage capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, I like... And they do everything... (laughs) I texted you yesterday when I was watching this because I was like, I do a lot. So, um, like, this setup that I have right here is where I work as well. So, like, I do a lot of watching while I'm working, but I literally stopped working for, like, probably 20 minutes while I was absorbing the opening of this movie, which did so much work to make you just fucking hate these millennial kids who are, like, showing up in... And I've, you know, you've been to Texas. I've been to Texas. Like, yeah, there are towns there that just like are sleepy and are not really towns anymore. And that's fine. But like, they spent so much time trying to convince us that these guys sucked by being like, oh, we're an electric car and my art gallery will be here. I'm like, oh my God, just make it stop, please. Everything just needs to stop. Right. What I get it is that, yeah, there there is the stereotype that I think a lot of people are sick of. The 18 year olds that are so scolding hard. us about all of life right and they're like we're inventing uh these new standards of living and we won't give you even a day to catch up right i get all that right that the stereotypical like you know wokeness or whatever that you can turn but this is the thing it, it's not rooted like what it this girl just like wanted to bring her sister to somewhere she thought she could save her and she had real empathy with the old lady and like i want her to get fucking beheaded yeah, and you're like the chef is already a little more on the defensive because they got fucking pulled over. Yeah. So yeah, and there's a Confederate flag, so maybe okay. he's a little more defensive okay. than he needs to Can be. We... Like, what the fuck are why? Why do we think that these kids are? I just I I I, I want to address this. The, the I don't con- fucking understand. The Confederate I don't understand flag the thing. <laughs> okay, the Confederate flag bit. I was like, stop, stop everything right now. So. They see the flag. It's like tattered, torn, clearly hasn't like been touched or anything like that. Whoa, that's not cool. No. And I'm like, people forgot. Well, then you had the old lady like giving her like, wait, wait, wait. I raise boys like you. This is just for my grandpappy. I was like, nope, we don't need to both sides this. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to do that. Like, what the? I don't don't need to justify why this lady had like, how many minutes have we been going? 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) 
We haven't even talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We haven't. We haven't because even... this movie decided they needed to use their story well, as a fucking Twitter argument. Well, I think that's the thing. Is like, or X. Sorry, it's dude. It's Texas My Chainsaw. Bad. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, again, why are we contextualizing Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We can do that on our own as viewers. I don't need to be explained what Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre is or like what time period it came from. The simplicity like, of that first one let us kind of write the story in our minds, fill yeah, in the gaps. I get it. It's Figure kind it of it's a beautiful magic trick that the rest of the franchise has severely missed. So, <laughs> okay, I want to talk about like the Leatherface setup because he's. Before we do that, let's okay. finish out this woke shit and just be okay, done great. with it, please. Please. The scene in the bus, it might be the new lowest moment in Texas Chainsaw. The, the actual, he comes on the bus and the everyone films massacre. him. And then they drop what is probably because it, it was the worst line by a mile was do your thing because. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Second worst. It, it was, I mean, that that was like soul crushing on many levels. Like, had that mm -hmm. been the last thing we'd ever seen in the franchise? Like a, a hard to ever repair wound, right? All of these people live streaming and holding up their phones and just saying, try anything, bro, and you'll get canceled. I was like, this Dude. might be the new immediate lowest moment in Texas Chainsaw history. Yeah. It like it precipitates it could a be. really precipitates a really awesome moment in Texas Chainsaw Massacre history. Okay, now that's my argument why it might still be why, why do your thing cuz might still be lower. Yeah. Because oh, definitely. It, it is like it is the I, chainsaw, the it. first ever chainsaw massacre in the franchise, <laughs> I think gives it just enough cover, right? It's kind of a, but this is the thing I heard someone say, well, that's supposed to just be a fun line. And I was like, this script is so dumb. It has not earned any protection from my mind that, oh, that's a wink and a nod to me. Yeah. And I'm glad the writer went on to write cobweb. Cause this is, this is an embarrassing piece of work it's it's not very it's just like i said i'll say it again like i said it yesterday it's a hat on a hat like i have no reason to need any of this backstory any of this explanation any of these moments the only redeeming quality is that that line does give us like our first ever actual massacre which was pretty cool and it's and awesome grotesque. it's worth the wait yeah. it's a great scene <laughs> When they're hiding in the little bathroom, the blood comes pour. Great. My favorite is the guy who gets chainsawed up his dick, and then he chainsaws yeah. the girl. I'm like, that's oh, that's he chainsaws pretty... the girl in the half was cool. I like that she stabbed him with the chainsaw corkscrew to give herself the window to get out. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. If you just focus on the Texas chainsaw shit, not bad, fine. not bad. Fine. It's when you decide it's like, hey, man. Have you ever just woke up and said, "Man, I wish Leatherface could fucking kill pronouns"? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't spend a lot well, of time thing thinking about like, that. So that you know? means, like, I think what's weird to me is because I don't give a shit how anybody lives as long as you're not bothering me or anybody else. Like, live your life. Like, you yeah, know, don't but, be a fucking asshole. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Just don't be an asshole. Like, what I don't, what I don't like is that this essentially posits that Leatherface is <laughs> basically a January sixth guy. Like, you know. <laughs> Is oh, that no. what we're doing here? You're saying those Fox News sounds have been filtering up through the floorboards while he's drooling on himself? And he's like, they make some good points. I kind of like it. I mean, 
can you imagine like there's just like this there's there's this other version of texas chainsaw massacre where the voice downstairs like he hears tucker carlson on a tv he's like daddy and he's just running towards him yeah daddy i'm yeah you ain't my fucking daddy boy you're not my daddy i do love the idea that he shows up at the insurrection and everyone's like this guy gets it yeah other face like we we just we've gone too we've gone too far too it, all right that's enough complaining about the the wokeness thing the the catchword script and the the school shooting thing is one of the most egregiously Pretty dumb gnarly. things i've ever seen good. in a fucking movie yeah um neither here nor there let's actually talk about some of the texas chainsawing i like the notion that it's a true crime show at the start sure and i love when the guy says because we learned two things right that hallie sally became a texas ranger looking her whole life for this guy right mm-hmm. yeah I like that. It's a big, expansive state. All right. He somehow ends up in an orphanage, even at the age of, like, 40 or whatever he was in the first movie. I guess. And he's just hanging out in the orphanage being one of the kids, right? Cool. They can't find him. You don't know what he looks like. He was wearing a face. Like that. I actually, actually thought the opening of the film. Went. Yeah, I like the idea that the the it's new world was coming in like, to buy up a- all the town around him, right? And that these two, like, Texans who just won't move. It's kind of like the saddest version of Up, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, we don't want to move. We just want to keep I our Confederate it. flag orphanage with no kids in it. And, you know, the world Sorry. comes and says, not anymore. The cop explanation is like, it's kind of hard to find someone who's wearing a mask. I'm like, what about a guy who's wearing a person for a mask? Can 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 that guy be found? Is that possible? Those well, masks he takes are not the skin off. easy to come by. Yeah, if he's not doing 3D oh. and sewing it to his face, it's easy to peel that shit off. <laughs> oh, see it's easy to peel right. that shit off. Yeah, that's right. Leatherface 3D. takes off running. He's a big guy like us, so he's probably sweaty as shit. Yeah. I think sliding off like the last piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah. Just a giant pepperoni sliding down his body. Yeah, is that guy like, running? Actually, no, I'm no, glad that's cl- off my face. That no, was no, it's hard. clearly he was just a Pizza Hut buffet. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, I I like the setup. I like the introduction. I actually thought the scene where, because he kind of just gently gets in the police van. Yeah. And he's like, he's just worried about his old lady friend, man. And that moment as she dies and you see him start, ugh, ugh, you see this panic building, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment you first see him silhouetted from behind in the light on the stairs, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. This this segment of the movie works really fucking well. Like, this segment yeah. is really this, good. This, like like tight 20 minutes was really i mean pretty i mean that whole sequence of events was cool because oh man it, that sequence is great loved everything in that because well, it does that thing that the david gordon green halloween did in the first one which was like oh shit the set like you smell the setup and you know it's coming you're like all right cool like yeah. we're in a good setup here I can get a, I can get behind this vibe and this setup because I know what's going to go down. And then as soon as he, I fucking loved that guy snapping that ranger's hand. I was like, shit, it is oh. on, dude. Oh, I can dude. see his bones. Because he's trying to, like, turn her oxygen up and help her. And then the other guy, like, grabs him. And he's like, stop trying to help. And that's kind of... The, the slow motion tension building of that moment... Really good. ...was awesome. Really good. And then, yeah, he snaps yeah. the wrist... He fucking, you know what I mean? He fucking, you know, smashes say, it on the rim and it shoots the guy in the neck. Really good at cutting faces off, by the way. That was really great. good at it. That was great. 
But see, even that scene, right? When they're all like in the front seat, the way he's cutting that face off and you see the body like fucking moving and gyrating because of the, the, you know, pulling jagged edge that he's cutting the face off with. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? The scissor guts was awesome. Killing the cop was cool. Holding it up to the sun, the face, right? And then like being amongst the the sunflowers. I loved this whole bit. This whole bit was fantastic. Yeah. Leatherface comes back to town and we start kind of getting into that hit or miss territory again. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we start doing this haunted house thing, which is fine. Like, you know, we've been doing that for I don't even know how many movies now. But, like, the level of haunted houseedness. Let's take a break is... to remind everyone that the AR 15's not the bad guy here. Oh, wait, Leatherface is in there crying in his room, putting lipstick on. It's like, just keep us in the headspace. Yeah, keep, keep us, us right there. The He's like, holding his lady's dress and wearing her makeup. Like, like you're keep taking us there. me, you're taking me these places that I think I can go because that's like the weird shit that I really signed up for for this. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. And then we get back into like, again, it, it's just it. We get these like spurts, like just these moments that are great Texas Chainsaw moments, coupled with these really intrinsically completely devalue like the intrin- these intrinsic moments to the plot that totally devalue the Texas chainsawness of the whole movie. It, it's yeah. Some, it's, it's so it's, weird. It's the Texas chainsaw franchise problem is as soon as Leatherface starts chasing people down after the first one, the movies almost always become uninteresting, right? So well, as you get deeper that, into the franchise, the more you value part two and part four, where it's the the setting of them is so bizarre that it just it gives cover to some of that. Yeah. It's well, just not that interesting for a guy to really chase someone with start, a chainsaw. I mean, we don't really start like so Sally gets introduced pretty much 45 minutes to the end we'll talk about sally later yeah that's a that's a whole i'm not talking about i'm not talking about sally yet but like she like that part of the story that starts like sort of become like bringing everything to a head the movie's almost over like so they're following what i think is a good they're following what i think is decent texas chainsaw pacing which is like they know that once the leather face reveal happens and once he starts like massacring people the clock is clock's about to run out mm-hmm. like we got to go and i appreciate that that was something that i thought was really smart from an editing perspective was like we were at least going as hard as we could with like 20 minutes left now mm-hmm. whether or not that all works is certainly up for debate but you know there is yeah they kind of fall into the modern thing of like this this superhuman strength and endurance but like him when he walks in and he just fucking throws that hammer and hits that girl and knocks her through the stairs i was okay. like yeah that was dude i was metal. so well because amy's watching it with me and she's like what the fuck is this girl doing trying to like ninja warrior her way over the stairs and she gets down and leatherface just takes a step out and he's like i'm thor bitch and fucking hits her with the hammer i fucking died i was like yes I was like, all right, the movie had a really bad start, but it's it's figuring it out now. I did. And he's trying. Paused, but then they do. The this is a great moment. Laughing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he cuts the chef and his face is cut wide open. He stumbles out in the rain. They see him. I was like, all right, that's pretty fucking cool. When he hits her with the hammer, I was like, yes, they did it. 
And then they do this thing where it's like he cuts a fucking septic pipe or like a shit pipe and she gets covered in shit. And I was like, poop coming out. And you're like, all right, cool. Uh, then she hugs everyone. I'm like, gross. Yeah, I was like, like uh, goes, poop, oh, you smell poop like shit. joke. That Everyone's was not, not my woke. favorite. Because then they Everyone's run out to the bus. woke enough to buy the town, but not woke enough to not say, you smell like poopy. Yeah. Everyone's just hand sanitizer. <laughs> they have like a, a lost in space hand sanitizer robot. And we're going to just demonize them. Let's go all the way. Right? Yeah. Ooh, my vaccine. No, but neither. They do the poop thing into the uh, you're going to get canceled. And you're like, God, you're really just fucking yanking my pubes out at this moment. You know what I mean? Like just unnecessary cruelty. Then yeah. he chainsaws everyone. And you're like, God damn, this scene is amazing. This is what I came for. Yeah. And then the Sally thing hits and you're like, hmm. Mm. But this, why, why that's what I that? mean. It's there, there are moments of ecstasy. But there's way more just like, why well, the fuck? Let's let's do Sally now. OK. I don't think any movies ever brought back a legacy character to less effect. Than Sally in this movie. Um, it's not a debate. There has never been a character brought back maybe, to less Yeah, maybe this. Laurie Strode in Halloween Resurrection. No. I'll tell you why, though. This is why. Laurie Strode had a reason to come back. There is absolutely 1,000%. You can justify it, sure. But there is no thematic reason for Sally Hardesty to return to the franchise. At all. Well, period. I don't even hate the idea that she's like, I'm not I'm saying there's I no like thematic that she became a ranger, right? So she's obviously a badass. Okay. I like that when we first see her, she's gutting a pig. Like, she's been in training, right? Like, I'm going to learn to live off right. the land, they and I'll, I'll be a give, meat person. They tried right. to give a legacy character that they almost routinely didn't bring back the Laurie Strode treatment because why? She's well, not. Again, I think it. there's a way it could have worked, right? This one just did not, because the first thing we see Sally do is fucking lock the two sisters in the back of her truck and just be like, sorry, here, bait. And it's like, you're bait? And instead of being like, hey, I've got a fucking arsenal. Let's go mow this guy down. Hey, you're familiar with AR-15s, which the movie keeps reminding me. Let's lock and load. Yeah. Uh, they, they She just locks him in there as bait so that Leatherface, all he's got to do is beat an old lady and then he can kill them. Granted, he's an old man. But then she but comes out and starts shooting some sort of adamantium with a well, dwarven mithril. Uh, the fact that he does the Wolverine origin where he does the Deadpool, where he can block shotgun spray yeah. with his chainsaw is fucking maddening. Yeah, that was a because he's again, he's a guy who's our size, but like 60. Yeah, like he does not have four three speed and the ability to block shit with his chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There was just this like, you can't turn Leatherface into Michael Myers. Like that is my biggest problem. Like that is like the mirrors that I saw at the Jason, end of this movie. Yeah. Is there's this Michael Myers Laurie Strode thing they tried to do with Sally and. Uh, Leatherface, it just isn't. It's not the vibe of the movies. Like it's not this. And Leatherface in, came first. Let us not forget. Yeah, like it's this intern. Like it's not this internal battle that we've seen other movies like talk about. It's not a brother sister thing like the way that uh, Halloween sets up. It's look not to put not to be frivolous about it. 
It's a woman who never got over, you know, being kidnapped and nearly murdered in the 70s. And that's completely justified. However, well, it's, it's not... Leatherface's justifications that are so bizarre, right? Because at right. first it was a hiding from the world. He eats because he's a cannibal. These people don't respect them. Now he's just like, I'm John Wick. Like, I'm just well, going to fucking just murder you all. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, well, he, I have superhuman abilities. Like, he took, like, let's see, two shotgun blasts, at least one AR 15 shot, and then a chainsaw to his masked face. Chin. Chin. A grazing chin blow. Yeah. Still survived. It was, it's just one of those yeah. things where I'm like, why? Like, we're just, are we just delaying the end? And then Sally it's, literally shows up, does like two shotgun blasts and fucking dies. And I'm like, dumb. Dude, he holds Sally up like he's fucking predator. Right. Yeah. And she's getting her whole guts chainsawed out. And she's like, you know what? I can hold on for 20 more minutes. I was like, wait, what? What? Like, and he throws right, her like cool. trash. Like the, the movie's literally reminding us Sally is trash. In that Sally doesn't matter. And I was like, to be fair, most of the people who are watching this, they're not going to remember the importance of Sally in the franchise. But it's just, it's another just but see, fucking that's the horrible decision. I agree. Like, but that's Even the if you like, like it's the a moment, misuse of legacy characters. It's a horrible choice, man. And, you know, yeah, I even like the ending where he drags her out, beheads her. Uh, you know, she's in the back, of, or they're in the back, top of the car. Ah! It's like careening loosely through the town square and Leatherface is spinning around. I was like, it's a cool shot, but it's you're like, cool again... <laughs> He's just Jason at this point, right? Yeah. It's Jason well, like, jumping out of the lake. He, in a normal, so in a normal moving car, like an like a Tesla that's moving like 25 miles an hour, he caught up to it, put his chainsaw through it, grabbed the sister out by her hair, and with enough dexterity, <laughs> held her without any struggle and chainsawed her head off. I'm like, yeah, I she just kind of went right into position and didn't move. Cut her head I think, off. I think this That's man is fine, invincible. I was like, all right, if they're not going to be in the next one, let's go ahead and, you know, chainsaw them up. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's not great. But this, this is the thing. The moments of chainsaw joy are there for sure. Sure. Yeah. There are moments in this Leatherface that I really like, right? So that stuff they got, okay. The two things I just cannot get over. And this is like a brisk, like, 86 minutes long. Yeah. Right. No, it's a quick. And move. even at 86 minutes, I was like, it still drags because they don't do enough of the chainsawing it's, and they do a lot of yeah. this. The, the the mistreatment of Sally is criminal. I mean, if you love Texas Chainsaw enough that you're like, we need to bring Sally back. That that treatment of Sally yeah. was so fucking horrendous. Well, it's just like it's over. Haunted it's, Sally is fine. Survivalist. They kind of did the exact Lori Strode. No, she exactly just didn't did. actually she fight just him. Didn't that survive well. anything. That's all. Yeah, and she wasn't Laurie Strode. Who's like, I'm just going to go live in an Illinois basement. Yeah. She was a fucking Texas Ranger for a whole career long enough to retire. And she Sally should be bad. a bad motherfucker. Yeah. That was criminal and upsetting. Yeah. And then this this weird, like, right-wing propagandiness of the movie. You know what I mean? They're like, right. let's just fucking make fun of woke kids, and they deserve to die. And, hey... We'll fix school shootings by embracing more mass slaughters. Like, it's... Take politics aside. It's so fucking simple-minded and childish yeah, that it constantly interferes problem. with the movie. 
you can't put political commentary in a movie like a Texas and then like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that is like that simple. Like it's just such a like it's yeah. like such a weird straw man argument to put into a movie that you're like yeah. not only is this the and wrong especially movie for that, none of stupid. the political things they want to say are attached to Leatherface or the scenario. Yeah. It's exactly. just woke kids should die and old Texans are probably okay. It's just it's not like, it's very... just really weird. It's like why were you making this for like an OAN crowd that will never yeah. fucking watch this movie? Not clever. Yeah. Like they're not into this movie. Like well, who the fuck are you making this movie for? It's just it's a really baffling They they just make some really fucking huge. And I'll tell you this, this was my my kind of last experience with the movie. When I first saw it on Netflix, I was so pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, this is a pretty fucking fun Texas Chainsaw. It's brisk. It's moving. And I think I was kind of just had it on while I was doing shit. And I was like, all right, that was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. When I sat down this time to, like, really dig into it, I was fucking shocked at the depths of stupidity that were fucking foisted upon me. I think think it's got great marketing style and great shot selection. Shot beautifully. And that I think is probably what it does very well to seduce the like, hey, the David Gordon, David Gordon Green's Halloween crowd into watching it. And then you're like, what exactly is this? I read really one reviewer attention. who's like, finally time to stop putting gas in the chainsaw and be done with it. And I was like, I don't ever agree with that we should stop yeah, making these sure movies that but i would not but i'll tell you this was the closest story. i've come i wouldn't continue that story even leatherface which i didn't love i at least enjoyed the journey of that movie so much more yeah like the the stupid the brazen stupidity of this movie um it was hard to stomach man and thankfully it did have those high highs <laughs> and those things that we've been missing but mm-hmm. it's time Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise ratings. Are you ready with your list? I have my list, yeah. All right, so we're going very bottom up. My very worst Texas Chainsaw movie. I got to go Leatherface. The the teeny tiny Leatherface and the my scratched up face at the end. Like I just if Leatherface can't pick me up and haul me into his room, that's not a Leatherface to me. That's the worst one. Fair. Um it's hard. It's a real toss-up for me between this one and Leatherface. So I'm going to say today, because we were talking about the 2022 one, the 2022 one. Wow! It, it, it could go either That's way. That's wild to me. It could go either okay, way. Okay, so see, all Texas Chainsaw movies, even if there's like shit that I mostly don't like, they usually have things that work. The things that work in 2022 to me carry it up the ladder a little bit, but... So my my number eight movie, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Okay. What do you have? Uh, Is this your Leatherface? Leatherface. Okay. My number which, which makes seven. It, it's better than the 2021 for me because Lily Taylor is excellent. Okay. I get that. Uh, next, I'm going uh, Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation. So this is the McConaughey, Renee Zellweger. I honestly feel like Months from now, this will slide up my list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a weird series of choices. It's so bizarre. It mostly misses on everything. Yeah. But there's a real fucking crackling madness to that one. 
that I think in like a couple months, I'm going to be like, this should jump up like three spots on my list. But that's where I have it today. Okay. Uh, today for me, it's Texas 3D. Yeah. All right. Next, I've got Texas Chainsaw, The New Beginning. This was our baby leather face uh, in the dumpster movie. Mm-hmm. That's actually, this is next. I also have the beginning. Yeah. Love the leather face. That's about it. Uh, then I've got Netflix, the 2022. Okay. I have, uh, let's see. I have, uh, I believe number three, Texas. Leatherface, the, the original Leatherface, the original Leatherface. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I have that one a little higher on my list. My, my fourth best Texas chainsaw, right? We're officially in the top half range uh i'm going texas chainsaw massacre 2 little too cartoony for me but goddamn dennis hopper it's got some wild ass choices i'm going uh texas chainsaw 2 here okay i'm going uh reboot for number four reboot okay so number three i've got leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre number three fucking loved what they did with leatherface in that movie loved the cast Mm -hmm. there was some stuff i really enjoyed in that one nice I'm going, uh, I believe there's like four titles for it, but we're just going to say uh, the McConaughey uh, Texas Chainsaws number three. Nice. See, you've got it higher. I like that. It's weird. It's trying something fresh. I like that. I'll take it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the second best Texas Chainsaw movie, I've got the reboot. Okay. I think it's just kind of like a universal uh, ha- Halloween Horror Nights version of the original, and it mostly works pretty well. Number two is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number two, I know nobody else thinks yeah. it. I think it's fucking rad. Like it's a it's, very beloved entry in the franchise. It's I think fucking, that's fine. It's fucking bizarre, but that shit is that it's shit that, that shit goes crazy. So, and then number one, I'm the Lord of the Harvest. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> uh, well, now we know what Alex would be like his leather face. Creep, creepy. Just yeah, dancing. Just fucking, yeah. <laughs> shaking your tits and rubbing just your saw and everything. My t- in sight. Shaking my tush. Jerking rubbing, off rubbing in my, DJ booths. Yeah. All right. We've learned a lot about you. Yeah. Yeah. And then number one, I don't think this is even close. I think Obviously. if you make if you make a list where the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not the best movie in the franchise, I think you're being intentionally droll. Yeah. Actually, I think you're trying to I'll do put- it to get some kind of credit. I don't think there is a fucking... We just watched all of these, so we're really into it right now. There's not a case to be made that any of these come anywhere close to rivaling what that first movie did. The first one's just incredible. I know Darcy the Male Girl was leading the I prefer the reboot charge. Sorry. I get maybe reaching for it more, but come on. That movie's cosplaying part one. But hot damn, dude. It's not close. I'll tell you another hot take. My brother, Dustin Griffey, got me an early Christmas present, which is the new Texas Chainsaw board game, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun game. You get some minis. You get a little mini Leatherface. It's pretty fun. It's really hard for the Sawyer family. They made it really easy for the trespassers to fucking beat you all the time. Um, we were playing it, and I was like, hey, we're talking about these for the pod. And my brother goes, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the worst movie ever made. And just immediately talk shit. And my brother's not a movie guy, for the record. He's like a Disney musical guy. Yeah, with Dustin, right? Dustin. Uh, but I was just like, God damn, hot takes coming always. out everywhere. 
But if you like Texas Chainsaw, you cannot argue the first one. All right, we're going to try to do another quick list. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was shorter than we thought. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm shocked at how much it dropped in my estimation. It's like the exact inverse of The Witch. The first time I saw The Witch, I thought it was the biggest piece of shit. I was so mad I went back the next morning. I was like, oh, it's fucking amazing. And I was right. wrong. Texas Chainsaw Netflix was the opposite. All right, we're going to do our, our leather face rankings. So let me look at these leather faces here. This the worst tough. leather face this is, is is in the movie Leatherface. Yeah, it's that's the definitely skinny, the worst one. The, tiny the skinny, guy. belted, sexy, belts on the face, weenie leather face. That's mm-hmm. the worst. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. Uh, I'm going Chainsaw 3D Leatherface is the second worst. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. The the Doink the Clown Leatherface is second worst. <laughs> then I'm going, all right, this is going to make some people mad. Texas Chainsaw 2 Leatherface is the third worst. I love it, but I mean, like, I hate that leather face in terms of leather facing. Yeah, 100%. If that leather face had been better, too, would have worked more. He's such a little like actually, you know, scamp. I'd say he's worse. I'd I'd rank. I'd rank the McConaughey leather face before as being worse than this one, but they're like right neck and neck. That see, these are the two that are close, mostly because we barely see the McConaughey leather face. Right, but I feel like just based on what they were trying, like just even seeing him as Betty Page for a scene, like that jumps him above Texas Chainsaw 2. That also jumps him above the Netflix Leatherface to me. Netflix Leatherface I have right ahead of Texas Chainsaw 2 Leatherface. Sure. And then I'm going uh, Kim Hinkle's Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. That brings us to... I think number three Leatherface for me is uh, the the reboot and new beginning Leatherface, our giant pro wrestler Kane Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think it's Brynarski. That sounds about right. But he was really fucking good. He's great. Physically monstrous and imposing. I liked what he did when he got the Bane mask in uh, New Beginning. I would put him as my third best Leatherface. Great Leatherface. Yep. Then I'm going uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw 3. I really liked what that... There there was an extra thought to like the empathy yeah, factor th- from the audience. That. that was going to be my... I liked the knee brace. I liked the saw his family. <laughs> there was something about that Leatherface. I liked him playing with like maybe his daughter. Because we learned that he's just a fucking... Uh, he's essentially like a walking sperm bank. Yeah. Um, I liked what that Leatherface was putting down. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't think... He's just much better than Andrew Bernardsky. I think it's just his movie did a better job of making him lovable. Yeah. And then number one by a fucking country mile times 20, Gunnar Hansen as the original Leatherface. Just flawless. And, you know, I'm not even imputing, like, actor's choice. I think a lot of the Leatherface rankings is specifically on the movie they were in. Yeah. So I I think all of – I'll say this. All of the Leatherfaces except for Jackson – Skinny wiener Leatherface um, did a great job. For the most part, I love every Leatherface. Listen, if you're going to have And Hodor, I'm trying to pick amongst my children who's the favorite. But, yeah, I, I really like all the Leatherfaces except for Skinny Wiener. If you're going to have youthful Hodor in a movie and not make him Leatherface, you're just missing the point. Well, they specifically told us in that movie, we know that this guy's not Leatherface material because they cast a guy who's the exact shape as Leatherface and made us fall in love with them. And we're like, 
gotcha. It's the kid who likes Eminem too much. And I was like, woof. That is not my favorite choice. Um, yeah, I don't even think of him as Leatherface. I wouldn't even put him in my rankings. I just he's, drop him out. He's just a guy. In name only. Yeah, I drop him out, and then we'll move on. But yeah, I think Leatherface is the fucking spine that keeps allowing them to make these misguided sequels. It's a great character. It's fucking iconic and primal. It's bizarre. To wrap up this franchise, until it's just bizarre. This movie always misses in one of two ways, right? Which is... They try to do these. It's so... They keep trying to do a direct sequel to the first one. And they keep making these choices that kind of invalidate and go against the first one. Or they miss because they go so fucking weird and outside of the box that you're like, this is not a Texas Chainsaw movie to me anymore. Right. And I'll tell you that, that's the way to miss because at least those become really interesting, right? Yeah. I would that's say- Texas Chainsaw 2. That's Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Even if things aren't working, it's so fucking fun and bizarre yeah. that that's the way to miss. I think the important thing about those movies is that in the franchise it's not just trying to you're not like i appreciate that they i appreciate the knowledge that they're not going to improve on the first one so the only way you can improve on the first one is just by doing something yeah batshit crazy and kim hinkle helped write the first one so yeah. he knew with part four i'm gonna go fucking nuts like kim hinkle <laughs> knew to go crazy and that's fine like that's what you should be doing because that's yeah part of this well, because okay you see, right, if you wall. go through it, the reboot doesn't count because it's just a rehashing, right? Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw New Beginning, you could levy the charge of fairly boring movie, right? right. Texas Chainsaw 3D, fucking boring movie. Uh, Leatherface, definitely a boring movie. I think... The Netflix one, not boring because you spend so much time right. enraged by the things that people are saying. I think investigating... But just don't, if you're going to keep doing this, don't fucking miss boring yeah, I think the the criminal, the cardinal sin of Texas Chainsaw remakes in the investigation we've done is trying to expound upon the Sawyer family, its origins, and those kinds of things doesn't really work. To me, crazy's crazy. Like, it's okay sometimes yeah. to not have an explanation for crazy. You just assume, oh, they eat people. All right, that's fucking nuts. Like, there's a bizarreness to that level of – there's a bizarreness in the art to our – like, to just general human psyche that's so strange. The idea of yeah. eating another person that de- – yeah. it doesn't – it defies explanation. Like, and there's something that has kind of infected the rest of the franchise. Because it's Texas, we have this mythology of Texas as kind of this last lone wild place. Right. Right outside of America. Like if this had been like the Idaho Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. No one would have wanted to ascribe so much extra shit to it. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, it's just Slipknot Country. That's yeah, what Slipknot happens, Country right? and potatoes. I get because it. it's, it's Texas, there's all this like built up like there's it's about well, America. It's about pride. It's, it's about a, individualism. It's a, border, it's a border state. There's a lot of yeah. things. But that I think wa- you'd make the case Texas was not really Texas in that script. No. It's just the Texas is doing the work. The setting is adding. Yeah. And so people miss. Like I told, I, I'll tell this out loud because it'll never happen. I actually wrote at one point. I wrote like an entire fucking treatment for a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And it was essentially like Leatherface had to run and join a bunch of carnies. So it's like Leatherface in a circus. 
Well, and I was like, I probably, because I was not as good of a writer back then, but I was like, I probably missed weird. I don't think I crushed it, but it was kind of fun. It's essentially like, yeah, the pitch would have been, imagine the movie Freaks, but with Leatherface. Like Ooh. if Hans's best friend was Leatherface, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's Dumbo, but instead of, you know, Dumbo's Leatherface. But uh, I did have him okay. wearing uh, different circus animals' faces at times. It was okay. a very weird... It was in my drug experimentation phase, and it got very bizarre. Why not? So it had, like, that Dumbo pink elephant scene vibe uh, through a lot of it. I think if you... But having looked back, I don't think that my version would have been worse than half of this franchise. Couldn't have been worse. (laughs) I I really think that ultimately... You would have seen some cosplayers doing the Josh Griffey Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If there's going to be another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I do hope they go further into some other territory because to me what makes this franchise worth watching is when people try to take big swings rather than try to like understand where the sawyer family came from understand leatherface's origins this is like you know anytime we try to like famous you know famous serial killers famous villains of our you know of our youth like hannibal lecter is a great example because he's also a cannibal the only time they ever tried to sequel, the only time they tried to prequel Hannibal Lecter, it was not a good movie and people didn't like it because it's like, okay, but I don't want the explanation. He's a crazy fucking guy because he eats people. That's I don't need an explanation as to why Hannibal Lecter is Hannibal Lecter because he eats people. The explanation I have is he's crazy. Like, I don't need Yeah, an there's not a lot of sanity in eating people. Right. I don't need or doing explanation as to why yeah. Leatherface is Leatherface. He's surrounded <laughs> and raised by people who eat other people. That's the explanation. That's it. Yeah. Like every character and every person on Earth, they are the product of their environment. It's okay sometimes for crazy to be crazy in movies, not in real life. In movies, it's okay for crazy to be crazy. It is bizarre because it's like you can get away with showing me how Zuckerberg formed in social network. In Texas Chainsaw, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care. But see, the... The ideation of the, that's a good that's a, actually a really good analogy. So I think you'd argue Zuckerberg has some fucking psychotic tendencies. Absolutely, the, he's like the, a half so person the, robot. The version of Zuckerberg that is built by the social network. But this Did is you a, think this we were going to do this conversation today? But this is a good point though, because why is the Zuckerberg formation interesting? Well, because you saw how many people he had to mow down to become Zuckerberg. Yeah, so it the should point, work similarly. Right. This is why it doesn't though. The point of le- the point of Leatherface is not why he became Leatherface. It's that he is Leatherface. Well, I think it's too. It's like Zuckerberg was not on a trajectory to become Leatherface, right? right. But so but that's this, the point. If though. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a guy watching a Cowboys game, and it was going bad, and he whipped a beer can at his TV, and it broke, and then these two teenagers happened to run in and Tucker and Dale themselves in his house, and he's like. Well, fuck, now I'm just a criminal. I might as well go all the way. That's different. That's what, what the I'm, social network is. What I'm saying is the creation <laughs> of something is creation of something like <laughs> Facebook and social media at large is a societal thing. Yeah. So we all want to understand yeah. that. We all want to see. Texas how Chainsaw is just about the who, destruction of things. Texas Chainsaw is about the Texas Chainsaw is about the loneliness and destruction of American capitalism. We should be watching nightmares through a small hole in an old flag. You know what I mean? Like, this is what's hiding back there. Damn, that was good. (laughs) I'm going to put that on the poster for my carnival Texas Chainsaw. Perfect.
Texas Carousel TCM, the carnival. Oh, you know what you could do? That's true, like, 20-year-old hack writing. You know what this movie needs? A carnival and drugs. The, tra- <laughs> the trailer, though, when you start the Calliope music, and says, Oh, dude, yeah, his chainsaw has musical effects. Fucking goddamn it, dude. Dude, the scene I had where he wore the tiger face, though, was fucking cool. That sounds pretty metal. fucking cool. Should have worn an elephant face, too. I might have had that in there. Yeah. But it probably would have made his neck snap. Yeah, Although there's the, a diddler clown in it. I'm trying face to remember all the no stuff problems. I had. This leather face yeah, is was, made there of There was definitely uh, a full-on diddler clown. They fucking got drunk and killed the animals he was taking care of, and that's what kind of like launches the, now all these fucking carnies got to die. 20-year-old, you really did like writing about, really did enjoy writing like bad guys who were diddlers. That was like your thing. I had a lot of fucking You had a diddlers. lot of diddlers. I know. I need to do some like deep immersion therapy, and I'm like, was I okay? Was I diddle? okay? <laughs> was I diddle? I don't think so. I think Mama Griff was like a real strong protective bear. I think I was oh, fine. No. Zane's would have killed someone for sure. Yeah. Dude, my mom would leather face yeah. anyone. Zena- if you want to talk about origin stories, whatever my childhood lacks, yeah. If Zena Griffey, I had a Syrian leather face watching that. <laughs> All right, love you, Zena. That's it, dude. We've escaped the Texas chain. Like Sally, we're in the bed of a truck, laughing at what we're leaving behind. <laughs> it's interesting. I I hope everyone uh, had fun with these. I know some of them we were not the kindest to. But I did truly enjoy my my excursion I, through. I love watching I'll franchises what, in total. I have never watched all of them. And because yeah. they just do not interest me, I'll say the next time they make one of these, I will probably watch it. Yeah, well, now you're in. And we'll have to cover it for this podcast. Indeed. Uh, so hopefully it's my Circus Diddler script. Yeah, it's my Circus Diddler script. Hopefully it's TCM. The Hollywood, uh, you can find us at... Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Podcast. You can just donate my giant-ass movie check to the Patreon. We'll take it from there. That's my people to contact. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys are ready for all of Phantasm and Scream 5 and 6 coming up this week. Also, another franchise we're knocking out. Uh, just recorded The Evil Dead Rise with Carmelita mm. Valdez McCoy. Uh, Carmelita will be joining me for the next handful of days. Uh, so Alex can get prepared for Scream. We will see you guys soon. Uh, again, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod, YouTube filmalchemist, email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Ratings and reviews. Directly message a friend and let them know what we're doing. We would appreciate it. For the truly Film love, Alchemist. Truly love you guys. I'm Josh Griffey. Yeah, we do love you. I'm Alex Tandino. <laughs> <laughs>